Cashflow Diary Podcast, episode 602. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. The podcast that teaches you insider tips, tactics, and strategies for creating leveraged streams of cash flow into your life. Learn from top-performing entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their secrets to success. Like what you learn on this and other Cashflow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Game, Jay Massey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Massey, and I'm glad that you are here today because, as you are aware, things are changing. In fact, you have heard it said that change is a constant, which can sound very strange. But there's a basic concept to what it is that we do in the short-term rental world that you've heard me say. You don't have an Airbnb business. You have a short-term rental business. And there's a reason that I've always said that. It's because what happens if you have to change? What happens if you have to do things differently than you originally intended? And I, I think that one of the things that you're going to learn today, especially in today's episode from today's guest, is exactly that, that your world has not ended. Real estate is still great. Short-term rentals still rocks. And there's still room and opportunity for you. I have with me today none other than Kyle Stanley. Now, you may know him from his podcast and or YouTube channel, Fearless Flipping, which sounds like, wait a minute, Jay, your, your cash flow, he's, what, where is this going? <laughs> well, stick with me, listen, and learn, because there are many different ways to skin this cat, if you will, and most importantly, when it comes to having your world shaken or being coming uncertain, that's kind of the realm of the entrepreneur. So I want you to listen, I want you to learn and understand the story and, and what makes up the DNA of someone who wishes to be as crazy as what we do, because this is probably going to resonate very much with you. So right now, here's what's important. Let's make sure that if the kids are still running around, that they sit down and most importantly, you take out something to write notes with because I have an idea that you're gonna learn a thing or two. So let's get ready to listen, love, and learn from Kyle Stanley. Kyle, how you doing? I'm good, Jay. Thanks for having me on the show. And and yes, uh, the the fearless flipping probably throws people for a loop here, but uh, I'll I'll share the evolution of that, how it got to short term rentals here in a second. But yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I, you know what? I definitely was going to go down that route because I I know that that that's a question that's in the back of their head. But this being the first time that you're here, I have to ask you the same question I tend to ask everybody else. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I tend to look at today's entrepreneurs a lot like yesterday's superheroes. So, you know, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, Hulk, etc. You get the idea. <laughs> and because I see entrepreneurs and superheroes, we have a ton of things in common. I can envision myself flying around town, using our products and services, saving people one sale at a time. And also, though, like a superhero, an entrepreneur has a beginning. 
There was a time with Spider-Man, for example, where he was just a kid going to school, trying to earn some extra money, take Mary Jane on a date, get bit by a spider, discovers I have a superhuman ability, and now he has to try to figure things out, and most importantly, decide, do I use this for good or for evil? So my question to you is as follows. Before your YouTube channel, the, the podcast, before you know, doing uh, short-term rentals and, and, and working on the whole rental arbitrage model before, honestly, what everybody knows you for. Who is Kyle Stanley? Yeah, no, that's a good question, man. Um, and, you know, as we're going through these weird times of coronavirus and everything, it's just like, man, it, it's just another example of how, you know, I, I don't like the term serial entrepreneur. Mm. Um, I, I, I think serial entrepreneur um, says something to the effect of you, you're spreading your attention on many different things. And I believe, mm. um, you know, what, what is it that John Lee Dumas says, focus, uh, which is focus on one course until success. Like I really believe in that motto there is put all your eggs into the basket in which you're really good at. But um, along the lines, I did really have to make a lot of adjustments based on my skills, based on my, uh, what, what I like, what I love. And, and a lot of the different things that I've done have led me to where I'm at today and still adjusting. So I went from a college kid in San Diego to a sports anchor in Colorado for a local news station. Then I owned a sports videography company, uh, really kind of got my feet wet in the entrepreneur world from that first business that I own, I was 24 when I started that, went till I was 29, probably went about three years too long on that because I just hated <laughs> failure and I didn't want to admit failure. Um, and so <clears throat> when I finally moved on from that, went into the MLM world and tried out uh, my luck in a, a company with health and wellness, uh, then it, you know that was really where I first got my first taste of cash flow and passive income. And I was like, I like this, but I just don't think that this is as passive as everyone is selling it to be. And mm -hmm. so then in 2018, my dad ended up getting into um, hospice and was, you know, based on his deathbed. And it was just, you know, kind of like what we're all going through right now. A lot of time of just like forced time to sit down and reflect. Mm -hmm. And I was like, am I really born to be selling, you know, vitamins and, you know, all that kind of stuff, which, you know, black and white is basically what I was doing. And, and the answer was no. And so, um, I started listening to podcasts just like yours, um, more so the ones like, you know, Grant Cardone and a lot of these, you know, big time real estate guys. And, and so real estate just sounded so good to me. And so I just started diving into how can I get started with real estate because apartments, what Grant Cardone was talking about was just really difficult to get started in unless you had a lot of money. So fix and flip. And that was exactly where I was like, man, this is exciting. I think I can do this. Um, all the while, by the way, I had been house hacking my home with Airbnb since 2015, never thinking that was a form of real estate, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> basically I get into this fix and flip thing, flip my first home, home, start making some money in early 2019. And I was like, man, you know what? I guess Airbnb is kind of like a form of real estate. I uh, wonder what else is possible with it. And I went from $1,000 a month to $15,000 a month with Airbnb in less than five months just by figuring out, wow, I'd been on this iceberg with 90% under the water that I didn't even know was missing. And um, 
you know, up until this month uh, in March, uh, we're going to gross $25,000 with Airbnb, even though it's been a weird one here in, in uh, the coronavirus stuff. But um, man, it's, it's, been, it's been a really fun ride. And I really love what you said there, that this is not an Airbnb business. This is a short-term rentals business. And if you can make those adjustments and be an entrepreneur and solve problems, you still have a great business on your hands, which is what I'm finding. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. And, and for, for those of you who are listening and wondering, like, why, why is that amazing? Well, we, you got to understand for many of us, we go, we went to bed, like for myself, I went to bed one day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the next day I wake up and, and for us, and uh, the, it was a reality that I, I think I, cause I stopped counting, but it was the last time it was, it was like 117 cancellations. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. 80 grand disappears. Mm. And you're confronted with how does my business work now? <laughs> and you, you, you've got to figure it out because you, there's an answer, but you just haven't had enough time yet to, to get there. But if you start off with the wrong thinking process, the wrong thought process, ways of going down, you end up in a situation where it just doesn't work. So I, I've got some questions for you, my friend, because yeah. you mentioned a very, uh, we'll call it twisty, windy turn, because yeah. uh, you college kid San Diego, short-term rentals, and in the middle, you, <laughs> we got, we go from video to MLM to uh, like, okay, hold on. I'm <laughs> curious to hear, like, cause you don't just pick up video. You don't do videography randomly. There's an investment, such an investment in time and equipment and learning to use the equipment right and all of these things. So how did that get started? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, when being a sports anchor, uh, what a lot of people don't know is you're not just on TV, you're a one man band. So I was, the video guy I was the editor. I was the writer. I was the on-camera talent. I was the producer of basically, you know, everything I was doing on for a three to five minute segment for the news there. So um, what I found is that I really loved, um, I, I found out early on that I was not fulfilled by being on the news because I wasn't helping anyone. And financially, it's horrible to start out in that industry, if you know. Uh, but but more so, I just wasn't really making an impact. And then when I saw an opportunity to be able to make videos for athletes that were trying to get into college, then I saw an opportunity to really uh, kind of fill my soul a little bit and, and help out others. So I just took what I had already learned in that industry and put it into a business that uh, I thought I could definitely thrive in. And it was fun. Just one of those things that, you know, I didn't just like what we all talk about, just like what you sell, what I sell, what a lot of people that have found something to be successful sell is just mentorship. I didn't have mentorship then. Mm, um, mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. really why I crashed and burned is because I had to find out everything on my own. Yeah, <laughs> I totally get that. I totally get that. Now, you, when you're speaking, though, about finding things out on your own, there was a turning point, And it sounds as though something was at least triggered or you grew or became a, 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 a person or a different version of yourself through whatever the uh, network marketing, multi-level marketing company that you were participating in, yeah. because it sounds like you learned something there, you experienced something there and became a different person there that, you, yeah. that began to pursue something different. So I'm curious to hear what that transformation was, was like, especially when you're beginning to understand 
wait a minute, this is passive income? How come like nobody told me about this? Yeah, I didn't ever heard the word passive income until I was 26 years old. Like that's, that just is. You're like, wait, what? You. Yeah, well, literally like, right. My, my dad was a business owner and, you know, he, the business owned him. Uh, right. Very successful business. If you've ever heard of sure. Jostens, most of you had got your class ring or your graduation announcements and cap and gown from Jostens. He actually kicked Jostens out of our town in Fresno, California, because he had built up something so amazing. But awesome. it, the business began and ended with him. You know, he was at work at five, six, seven a.m. Um, sure. Sometimes as early as that to as late as sometimes nine p.m. at night. And and he had employees and everything. But that. That's why I, you know, in the beginning I was like, oh yeah, like when I was eight years old, I want to be like dad. I want to own a business. And then I got older and I was like, man, he's a slave to his business. I don't want to be, I don't want to have that. And if, if I had been taught at an early age that like, hey, you can do this, but you can outsource things and make it passive. Like that's what I've learned um, after the age of 26 and getting around people that made me think on a higher level with this direct sales company that I was a part of. Um, you know, it was, it was more than just raw, raw inspiration. It was about, you know, meeting people who had figured out how to create systems, how to outsource things, how to teach others, how to lead others. And that kind of like just cracked the door open a little bit for me to see like what is possible. But the missing piece was something that I was passionate about. I wasn't passionate about health and wellness, although it was changing me to feel better and everything. I just wasn't like yay, let's go like change other people's lives from a health and wellness standpoint. That didn't get me going. Um, But then when real estate came along and I was like, oh my gosh, I can can help people in real estate. And believe it or not, I can help people in a short-term rentals industry, especially right now, Jay, like more people now than I ever did when Airbnb was was thriving like crazy. And I really believe Airbnb is going to get back to that point where it is thriving um, and that we're able to get back to the um, exactly what was happening, you know, three weeks ago, where all we have to do is put up a great looking listing and people will book. But right now, like the people that are reaching out to me from the transition I've had to do is, you know, the, the person going through a divorce that doesn't know like where they should be living right now, the, the right. person who, um, you know, is trying to transition and, and can't even get a, a permanent house, just needs to stay somewhere for two months. We have a couple from Israel right now that got stuck here. Uh, when all the travel got, you know, turned down and they're like, Hey, where do we stay? And, and we're helping them out by letting them stay at one of our Airbnbs indefinitely. And so like now it feels like we're like even more so helping people on a whole new level. And, and that's the thing that I love about the versatility of what it is that we do when you're providing housing, it can be used in many different ways. And there's never a time when people, humans don't need housing So it's just a matter of understanding that who you serve or how you serve people, that may have changed, uh, but it doesn't mean the business has necessarily gone away. But I'm curious, you said, I believe, and I quote, uh, real estate sounded just so good to me. I would really love to know what were some of those interesting things that that at the beginning of your the real estate journey that Mm -hmm sounded so good and also got you into flipping. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> for that's sure, confusing right? to me, but I'm right? curious to hear what you heard. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, flipping, you, you know, it from HGTV of just like, oh, here's a house that looks like it should be burnt to the ground. And then they turn <laughs> it around and make it look like a palace, you know, in 30 um, minutes with three. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's easy as that, right? Um, so that honestly, that didn't really attract me. It still doesn't attract me today. Um, I, like my contractors will call me up and be like, hey, what color do you want to use for this? I'm like, don't make me make those decisions. I don't care. As long as it sells, it sells. Uh, so, uh, but the, the big thing for me was that I saw, um, you know, it's basically, it's helping people get a better return on their money by using mm -hmm. other people's money. I can help someone get more money than what they would in stocks or at a bank. Um, I'm putting a loan officer to work. I'm putting a realtor to work. I'm putting a contractor to work. I'm putting a home inspector to work. I'm, I'm creating all of these job opportunities, which like for me, Again, it fills my soul to know that I'm helping other people. Uh, but then at the end of the day, like the big thing for me too was I love, love, love numbers. I'm a big time numbers person. And so analyzing a deal um, yep. low key gets me like really excited. Um, so <laughs> that and, and that's probably why I got so excited about creating an Airbnb profit calculator too was because people were like, well, how do I know if I'm going to make enough money on this deal, yada, yada. And I was, and I'm, I'm running these numbers in my head and I'm like, why don't people understand this? Why can't they see that? Oh yeah, I'm a numbers person. They're probably not. And so I, I made this tool so that people could actually see visually what they could possibly make uh, doing an Airbnb. But um, those are the things that got me like really excited about it. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, let's, let's be honest, like seeing that you can make 20 to 30 to $40,000 on one project. Um, whereas like in the past I had never even had a six figure year to my name. Um, oh, okay. that was really exciting. And so, um, it was, it, it, I mean, life literally changed overnight, um, in a good way. And now life is changing overnight, not in a bad way right now. Right. But it's, it's just, a, you have to pivot, you have to make adjustments. So when it comes down to this, the life change, if you will, there's a paradigm shift that goes along with that. One of the things that I often tell people is like, look, it, the reason you are coming to, you know, us, you're, you're coming here, you're starting this business because I, I need you to get comfortable with the reality is whatever you used to earn on an annual basis. Now imagine doing that on a monthly basis. Yes. And then if you can get used to that idea, the next step is Imagine doing that on an hour a day or less. Yeah. And if you can wrap your brain around that that is what we do, we then go, okay, cool, you're ready, let's move forward. I'm curious to hear what that transition, either in thought or what roadblocks you may have encountered along the way as you began to realize that for yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, I think just like any entrepreneur, we are, probably the most OCD people there are. <laughs> um, and so we want control, right? Like, you like control? That was great. Yes, we yeah. all know this. This is yeah. not a secret. <laughs> well, yeah. I, don't, I don't know any entrepreneur that doesn't like control. Right, and I think right. that's why most entrepreneurs never become entrepreneurs. I'm not even gonna admit right now that I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, a, uh, I'm on the journey of being an entrepreneur. If you've ever read the E-Myth, you know, only 1% yes. of business owners actually become entrepreneurs. The majority are um, technicians in their business. Like 90% are the people, just like my dad, who have a successful business, 
something that they're very proud of, something that they're great at, but they're the ones doing the work. They're in the trenches. They can't go on vacation unless the business allows them to go on vacation. And then there's the manager that has way more um, responsibility and thinks they're going to get less um, time restraints. And in fact, they get more time restraints because they have more responsibilities. And then it's getting to that like 1% of entrepreneurship. And so um, like that, that's something that I feel like I can't tell you that it happened overnight, but it was something that I knew that I needed to start working on. And, and I think that was the cool thing about real estate too, was that I could take the talent out of it and teach it to people. Um, in direct sales, mm. like teaching someone sales is really difficult. Like it, I, I don't care what direct sales person you talk to, they'll all say the same thing. Oh, it's not selling something when you really love it. Yeah, I, I get that. But at the same time, like you have to be good with people. If you're not good with people, that's very difficult to teach. However, if I'm in real estate, if I'm in Airbnb, uh, let's just take Airbnb, for example. Like until recently, I was only putting in one to two hours of work a week for 11 different listings. And that one to two hours a week was geared towards just talking to my assistant, who is my person who coordinates schedules, who talks to guests, who does all the things that were bogging down my time. And, and, I, and so I guess just to answer your question, really uh, wrapping this up here, I, I saw with Airbnb and with real estate, the opportunity to outsource a lot easier because it was about outsourcing tasks and not necessarily skills. Um, there's a few skills that come with it, but mo mostly like, hey, if a guest asks this, here's how you respond. If this person uh, books at this time, then this cleaner needs to know that they're uh, cleaning at this time. Like it's things like that, that I was like, hey, I don't have to teach you much more than just doing a, a task. And, and to me, that's way more accessible, um, outsourceable, I should say, um, from, from that standpoint of being an entrepreneur. 100%. I got it. For those of you that are listening and, and you were like, I like that e-myth concept. Uh, if you go back to Cashflow Diary episode 543, uh, we did an interview with uh, the author, Michael Gerber, and you can hear more of those concepts because it would definitely benefit you uh, to take that deeper. Now, Kyle, as we continue here, though, there's got to be at least one person, probably a lot more, who are saying to themselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear all that, but what about now? What yeah. do you, what's different? How is it still going to work? I mean, y it sounds great, but you know, Jay just said he you know lost eighty grand in one month from of reservations. I didn't tell you how much we got back. Just remember that. But Jay just said he lost the eighty grand in one month of, of reservations. What is that? Well, so isn't the business dead? All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and I'm glad that you are enjoying what you are hearing thus far. But here's one of the things that's really important. One of the most important things that you can do as get started. One of the things that I've said before, and I say again, once you get started, stay started. But more importantly, there can be lots of roadblocks to getting started. So what we're going to do is we're going to remove one of those roadblocks for you and make it a little bit 
easier because the thing that I don't want to stop you is thinking, do I need a local number? How about a long distance number? Or should it be 800? How on earth am I going to make that happen so that people can contact me as I'm out there building my business, making my cash flow grow, but most importantly, understanding that it doesn't have to be difficult. Many of you may know, but if you don't, there's a company out there by the name of Grasshopper. And what I want you to do is I want you to go over to trygrasshopper.com forward slash cash flow diary. Grasshopper is the entrepreneur's phone system. It works like a traditional phone system, but requires no hardware to purchase, no software to install. It's just the number that flat works. So if you are out there building that distributed workforce across many different locations, it's a way for you to still go out there and make your number be unified, simple, easy to use, something we've been using for quite some time. So again, go over to trygrasshopper.com forward slash cashflow diary. Now, let's get back to the rest of the story. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, and that's the thing, right? Um, so, you know, I, I'll tell you this. Um, when March 12th was like the big day for me. I don't know if you felt it on that day, but that, that day was like, whoa. And you know, you have, Jay, how many listings do you have? Uh, the moment 34. Okay. Yeah. So now divide that by three and that's how many I have. And so I can't imagine like what you were going through that day, but I I remember very specifically that like 11 AM, I saw people on all these Airbnb, uh, Facebook groups being like, Oh my gosh, I'm transitioning to long term. This is crazy. And I was like, man, I've had like two cancellations in 48 hours. Stop freaking out. And literally, as soon as I said that, it was like boom, 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 boom. It was, we had 11 cancellations that day. And I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And then the next day, we actually almost balanced it all out. And then the following day, March 14th, it was like, that's when, you know, what hit the fan. And I was, so long story short, um, I was just in the mindset of, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what happens. I haven't seen enough to really like adjust my business model, but then, um, you may know him, Alan Quivas. He's a friend of mine. Um, he's got his own Airbnb Facebook group and he's in Europe and he's like, Hey America, like we're 14 days ahead of you. We're in a national shutdown. I've got over 40 listings and I'm SOL. Um, so like no one can book right now. You don't want to be in that same position. And so I, saw that and I said, okay, I need to, I need to play worst case scenario right now and seeing ahead mm-hmm. of time, what if 14 days from now we're in the same position and I've got 11 places that are vacant. And so right. I wasn't willing to take that risk. So I said, I'm going to go to work and get month to month rentals. So right now, only right now, now are we doing month to month rentals for locals that, um, need a place to be able to stay. And, um, you know, th- th- that's been a, a, big time learning experience. We've gone, we've changed. <laughs> What's that? No, no, I'm agree- I was chuckling and agreeing with you because yeah, you okay. said a big time learning experience. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we, we've adjusted our pricing uh, strategy on Airbnb, yep. but more so yeah. we've gotten very, and when I say we, it really has been mainly me because I really want to, I, I want to figure out what the best method is to doing this first before I start outsourcing it. But um, I, I basically um, started calling realtors. I started calling um, property managers. I started calling uh, loan officers. I posted on Craigslist. I posted on Facebook Marketplace. I posted on my Facebook page. I just started letting everyone know that we're looking for month to month 
we have no idea how long it's going to go, but we're just looking to weather the storm and then eventually right. turn things back to Airbnb. Um, and so for about a week straight, I was just on the phone all the time talking to people. And that's where I was like, wow, now I feel like a property manager instead of a short-term rentals business owner, because now I'm having to like sell these places over the phone and vet people and figure out if they're a good fit. And then we started doing room by room, which is more profitable, but a lot more work. Cause now we got to start yep. matching personalities and females yep. to females, males to males. And, yep. and so, um, Luckily, I can say nine of our 11 listings are now month to month. Um, we're covered at least through the end of May. And then I'm keeping two on Airbnb because I just want to see what happens. And I know I'm in the green either way. So I'll, if I see those starting to take off again, then I know I can probably start transitioning the month to months back to Airbnb. You know, what, what I appreciate about you sharing is that you're just helping many people understand that when you are attacking this from a correct perspective it, it's not that it's over it's just that things are different and once you yep. understand that things are different it, it, there's just a matter of okay what what do i need to change on a day-to-day -day basis you figured that out quickly you responded like every other entrepreneur has and it always just raises that question or that thought in my head at what point in your career or uh, as a business owner have have you ever been told that it was always going to be the same and you weren't going to have to make adjustments? Did you ever yeah, get never. that message? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> but yet somehow occasionally we can, we can end up believing that that was supposed to be like, what's happening to me? I'm like, nothing. Yeah. That's not normal. You know? It, yeah. It, well, and, and just to give people some hope here, Jay, like, you know, yeah. I'll give you two really Good examples. Um, again, I'm a numbers person, so it all comes down to the numbers. Um, but like in making some adjustments and figuring this thing out and finding the right people, it took a little bit of time. But of course. two real, real examples. Um, one place I was averaging about $3,500 a gross every month, um, and I was in charge of all the utilities, and I was in charge of obviously uh, paying for the cleaning fees. So after everything, you know, we might've been netting or, you know, we might've been after the cleaning fees and electricity um, that we were paying for, uh, maybe we we're holding on to 2,800 of that. Okay. And we were netting about a thousand to $1,500 a month. Well, now I've got, uh, each room is rented out there, $700 right. a piece. So we're at $2,100 plus they're paying the electric bill. Um, right. So, I'm really only instead of instead of only lose instead of only um, sorry back it up instead of netting twelve hundred to fifteen hundred I'm now netting seven hundred uh, to five hundred you know so it's, I'm not in the red I'm just weathering the storm with actually a, a much better model than a long term rental like that's what I keep reminding people is hey the reason that I got into Airbnb was because of yes the great cash flow but Plan B Plan C all the way down to plan Z are all, all still to me better than a long-term renter uh, because I can make more money than that $100 to $200 of cash flow for a regular long-term renter. And that's what I remind people is that uh, regardless of how you slice it, it's the difference between retail versus wholesale. We yeah. are retail as a short-term rental. We, we, it's That's just it. There are many different types of retail stores. Some uh, you know, serve very different clientele and they all can exist and it's completely fine because 
there's a need for it. So now for those that have listened this far, want to find out more about what you got going on, maybe even want to take a listen to some of the episodes of your podcast, what's going to be the best way for them to track you down? Yeah, fearlessflipping.com is our website. Super simple. Um, I love engaging with people on our uh, Instagram page, fearlessflipping316. Um, if you're still right now interested in jumping into whether it's Airbnb or the short-term rentals industry, you're definitely going to want to know your numbers. And right there <laughs> on our homepage at fearlessflipping.com, uh, we've got a Airbnb profit calculator, which I guess I should change to a short-term rentals profit calculator should be the name of it. Um, but it, it literally spits out exactly what you can earn as long as um, you just follow the steps on that that calculator. There's even a video tutorial about it too. So. Um, those would be the best ways. So as we end here, I have a question for you because I'm curious to know your answer. For those that have listened this far and maybe they're reconsidering something that they they were they had previously thought about it, like, oh, I guess I should wait now. But now they're going, well, maybe not. They're at what I like to call that precipice of decision. And you know, like I know that in times like these, and just in general, when humans, when we make those decisions, we often have a companion, and that companion comes in the form of a voice. It's a voice that reminds us of why it didn't work last time, why it might not work this time, and are you sure now is the right time? <laughs> and for some people, they're related to that voice. So my question to you is as follows. Let's pretend that this time, they're going to follow through. They're going to do exactly what you suggest, and they're going to do so in the next 24 to 48 hours. What would you suggest that they do? Is this a person with a short-term rentals business already or one looking to get into it? Either way, your choice. Yeah. Um, I would say in the next 24 to 48 hours is, again, like let's just take someone that is going into the business. Um, you've got to have an understanding of what your deal looks like, but also what plan B and plan C and plan D look like. I think the people that are in trouble right now are the ones that only can make money if it's an Airbnb. They only, right. you know, I've got a friend of mine who's in Newport Beach. Um, I have no idea how well he's doing with it right now. Uh, but all I know is that I don't want to touch a Newport Beach because to me, when a recession hits, what do people stop doing? They stop going on vacation. Um, they stop doing all the things that are good right now in a thriving economy versus the people like me in a Fresno, California, no one's coming to me for vacation. That was never on the table. So, yeah. So, so you really need to understand like all the dynamics of that deal beyond the numbers and does this thing work out even if a coronavirus thing breaks out. And right now, our business still works out that way because that's the way that we structure our businesses to know that we have a cutoff. We cannot take on another property if it's at this mortgage or this rent. And so analyzing your deals correctly and having someone by your side that can tell you yay or nay on a deal, I, I think mentorship and, and just guidance is the most invaluable thing that you can have in life, not just in business, but in life. Um, so that would be that would be my biggest recommendations. You know uh, I, what I appreciate about you, Kyle, is that it you don't keep 
what you believe and what you understand a secret you you're willing to share it and and continue to be an example of it but most importantly is when the going gets tough you 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 don't you just choose to get better and there needs to be more of that uh, all across the globe so i i acknowledge you for who you are and i just thank you for taking the time to share your knowledge your wisdom and insight here today with us at the cashflow diary Man, that means a lot. Thank you for the uh, positive affirmation there. Uh, that's, uh, that's awesome. Thank you, Jay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for you to move at the speed of instruction. What does that mean? Well, obviously, if you want to know exactly how much you can earn, he's got a calculator. He made it for a reason, and it's for you. It's not for him. He already does his numbers. You heard that. It's for you to do yours, to figure this thing out because yeah, the opportunity is still there. People still need housing. How we find them, yes, that's changed. But most importantly, get started. Do something because now is a greatest time as any. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun talking to you today. I look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time.